dolphins and jags. What a drag! Welcome, football fans, to the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how is your what it feels like has been a lifetime, buddy? Yeah, these two weeks on and off, uh, it's tough. I can't um, stand it. I, would you change the intro back? Um, you really you throw me. You just hit loop. me with an earwig right before we started. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> when I started, I was like, all right, well, I'm committed now. Um, so, uh, yeah, last two weeks have been good since the last time we spoke, which was two weeks ago yeah we only talk here um i'm trying to think when that was it was sometime oh it was on july 4th it was an independent day podcast fireworks Um, going off right uh last two weeks have been fine you know summer summer days Hmm. summer nights hot as hell how are you buddy great uh went on vacation yeah and Got to see my family, went down to Key West, had a great time, then paid the iron price at work. Uh, would, would you go on vacation, apparently, at Publix? They, they really like to uh, show you the, how much they appreciate that by making you work about, I don't know, like 10 days straight when you come back. It was uh, less than enjoyable. Um, but made it through the doldrums of work. Been going to the swimming pool a lot with the kid because she loves to swim. But yeah, I mean, great time on vacation. Great time chatting with you, as always. Looking forward to the season. Looking forward to this podcast, probably more than the season. But ready to get going. What are you drinking tonight, buddy? Water. Mm. Straight from the tap. Delicious. Straight from the tap. (laughs) Not even a Brita? No. You didn't just, like, turn it on and turn your head sideways and just... Get your head underneath there. Yeah, yeah, I walk over to the sink. <laughs> you just got the sink <laughs> running at all times, just lap it up. Yeah, yeah. Should install a uh, a uh, what's that thing called that you hit the button and it shoots water fountain. Install a water fountain <laughs> in your office. Yeah, that would that'd be great. <laughs> I am drinking a Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA. Had to had to hit fall fall back on a, a classic. So this week, we're doing our fantasy rankings that we were both uh, woefully unprepared uh, to pull back pull back the curtain yeah. a little bit. We literally did our rankings today, and when Casey looked at them and put, put together the consensus, I was like, oh, I totally forgot that player. So should should be for an interesting, interesting episode. So last year, the, the rules are going to change a little bit from last year. Um, We're only ranking top 10 quarterbacks and tight ends, and we'll throw in others receiving votes at bottom for backups. Uh, All positions are going to start with Baxter's quick bites, looking at you, Albert, where I pose a question that we will spend no more than five minutes on, looking at you, Casey, to get us started with the group. Do we understand the rules? Um. yeah. Then no more than five minutes. You got that? I'm not setting a timer. We're going to go on the honor system. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, dogs are barking. 
Yes, there's something so, something's going on outside. Uh, danger is afoot. Lily has to bark to let us know. Yes. All right, first position we're going to be looking at is tight ends. And my quick bite for you here is, is this position as meaningless in fantasy as kicker? Top 10 tight ends last year scored a total of 1,993.5 points versus kickers at 1,589, a 404.5 point difference. For a frame of reference, wide receivers last year scored 3,135.8 points. Oh, also, this is PPR. I should have said that. 10-team PPR league. If you're not playing PPR, you're not playing fantasy football. So, uh, I guess the answer is no. uh, Because tight ends provide something more valuable than kickers. And the thing with kickers, I feel like it's a little bit more of a uh, crapshoot. Especially even year to year. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's a Kelsey, sure. you know, but, so for, 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 for tight ends, right? We, we, and it's the same, it's almost the same thing as last year, right? We're going to have a tier one, I would say, and then a drop off. Mm-hmm. And then it's a larger group of tight ends. Um, for kickers, that doesn't roll over year to year. Yes, there is a, usually a tier one, but that, that tier one pretty much changes every year. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's really just kind of uh, luck of the draw. You can guess based on, you know, one of the more accurate kickers of all time, Justin Tucker, or a prolific scoring offense, mm-hmm. um, like the Bills or the Chiefs, or you know, something like that. But usually, year to year, when you look at the top five, it is not the best offense or Justin Tucker. Like there are definitely a few in there that are just like, you know, Dallas's kicker is the one there because Mike McCarthy is conservative. And does it really matter, or is it just like? I mean, they, I guess, do you, it almost is like, I mean, I guess a bigger question is, I don't even like really kicking in football at all. Should that be removed? Just do away with the whole position. Yeah. Just don't even call it football anymore. Just call ball. (laughs) Pass ball. (laughs) Pass and run ball. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's a, it's a lot. Um, And I, I just, it's a lot riding on that position, and then but in fantasy, it's it's pointless. And I think we're both going to vote we should eliminate it from our league uh-huh. soon um, because it's just kind of it's a crapshoot. And so a, a, a game, I, let's put it this way: a fantasy football game um, should not be decided by a kicker because you aren't going out on the field to watch or to a stadium to watch a kicker kick a field goal. You're going to watch the wide receivers, the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's the fantasy, right? Yeah. That's the exciting stuff. Not the not the kicker. I once had a fantasy of being a kicker for an NFL team. Well, that's a different thing because the salary to job <laughs> ratio is quite yeah. great. That's be vegetarian, play forever. Um, I'm a little bit closer to the line. Obviously, I came up with the question, which means I I, I don't I don't necessarily believe it, but. It does feel like, especially we're about to get into this, but especially after those top, you know, one through four tight ends, I'm not taking a tight end until super late, like maybe a pick before kicker at this point. Um, I love the position of tight end. 
don't love it for fantasy. So let's get into our consensus tight end rankings. Our consensus is Kelsey number one, Andrews, Mark Andrews second. Oh, what do we do here? Casey, what do we do here? <laughs> We didn't change it. No, this is so this this is the this is the let's let's read it um with the first name and then we'll go back to it. Okay. So we've got Travis Kelsey one, Mark Andrews two, Kyle Pitts three, Kittle four, Darren Waller five, Dalton Schultz six, TJ Hawkinson seven, Dallas Goddard eight, Mike Gesicki nine, and Pat Fryermuth tenth. Our only point of contention and our entire tight end list was I had Kyle Pitts at three and you had him at five and you had Darren Waller at three and I had him at five. So that was the only difference that Casey and I came to with our top 10 tight ends. Um, well, yeah, I guess after discussion, because we had a, sure. we had a different end list. Anyway, uh, so I, I, I think that... Um, and I, you know, I guess I'm just kind of, look, Kyle Pitts, he's getting a massive upgrade at quarterback. We can go back to the last pod and let's just replay that. Rat. Matt Ryan is terrible. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, my, 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 it's, but that is my question with Kyle Pitts is the quarterback throwing to him. I, I don't know what that offense looks like. Um, and I understand he is, again, one of the only targets, mm-hmm. uh, but they actually have, I would say, more targets this year than last year. Um, you know, I would I would rather have their wide receiving core this year than the one I had last year. And so it's just kind of like can it be any worse than it was last year in terms of in the red zone especially? You know, you just had nothing there. Uh one one, right? One touchdown. Yeah. Which is just um that's baffling based on his uh athletic ability. So, you know, you would think that he would get more touches and more touchdowns. But it's just kind of like I have to see it first. Sure. I know Waller's talent. Um, he is going – he is was constantly double teamed these past two years. That is gone now. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is there. So, yes, it could go. He's going to lose targets. I understand that. But he's also going to be open more. And I could definitely see Derek Carr favoring that more just because of Derek Carr. Um, so it's like, you know, that, that's also up, like, it's hard to read. And that was a lot of these categories to me. It's like a lot of new situations, a lot of teams that have completely different, either different quarterback or different, completely different offense because they added a piece or a piece has been taken away. Um, you know, like Chiefs and Packers. Um, and it's just, uh, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to know what exactly Mm. is going to happen there. With, the, with these guys and their target share. But you just got to assume. I, I'm just going to go with the guy that's been more productive in the past over the second year. Yeah, yeah I went. I went. So basically, I'm just the flip side of that coin. Like, I went talent and opportunity for Pitts. He's, you know, option one to option two on that team. Um, they're, they're definitely a worse team. They're definitely going to be behind more. They're definitely going to be having to throw to play um whereas with the raiders with waller you've got waller at best is is target two with renfro there he's that third down kind of like money wide receiver that that 
Carr already has a good rapport with. They brought in Devontae Adams. You got to imagine that he's going to be throwing it to him early and often. So it just kind of becomes a Waller's got a third of the pie and Pitts has half of the pie. And that the half might be a worse team, but that might actually be to his advantage. And that's the only reason why I took Pitts over Waller. I mean, you could take either one. Yeah, it is It is really a toss-up to me. Um, I, I Again, I just want to see what that red zone offense looks like last year. Matt Ryan was so terrible in the red zone last year. Um, I don't know what that looks like with Drake London and Kyle Pitts, two guys that could easily be the red zone target. Um, and so, and of course, they still have Patterson, mm. who is you know, they're, they're, he's considered running back um, sure. now, but he's he's very gadgety. And I don't, I don't know. Um, it, again, it, it it's the so it's still a little too much uncertainty there, mm. especially at the quarterback position. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to talk about tight end? Do you want to talk about maybe where your line is with these guys of where you would kind of do what I'm saying and, and not take one till pretty late? It'd be, uh, after the Waller pits. Yeah. Same. After After you get to five, I would probably be waiting till the third to last round. You know, you're going to take a kicker. You're going to take a defense in your last two rounds. And if you don't get Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, or Kittle, or Waller, I'm probably waiting until the third to last round. Yep. Okay. Moving on. We are at running backs. The quick bite for this one. Now, um, this one's going to need a little bit of setup. Because I asked the question and I was like, this isn't going to make too much sense. So we're going to look at this in a realistic sense of where you think that you could possibly get these players. So based off of ADP, start, bench, and cut these three once top-tier running backs. Saquon Barkley, whose ADP is 24th overall, running back 14. Christian McCaffrey, second player overall. Or Zeke. 30th overall, running back 16. Christian McCaffrey is the second overall. Currently, his ADP is number two overall. Yep. Um, uh, hold on, let me look at the. You probably have it on the doc. Okay. And then Zeke is 30th overall, mm-hmm. running back 16. Yep. Which of those players. In that range, would you be the most likely to draft? Which one, if they fell a little bit and you felt like you were getting value, would be the guy that you would you would pick? And which guy are you just straight up staying away from out of those three? I'm staying away. No, let me let me first. I like Zeke, and I mean I think it's value for Zeke in that spot. Mm-hmm. I think that's over-correction, losing Amari Cooper. They might rely more on their run game. Um, and, you know, I think they're still going to run him into the ground. RB16, he definitely was above that last year. So that's value to me. Boy, these other two, it's tough. I do not like Saquon Barkley. Um, <clears throat> he was 30th last year in, in running backs. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, that was an improvement over the previous year. That offense is still similar, if not the same. <laughs> um, I guess they improved their offensive line. And coaching. And then you go over to Christian McCaffrey. Their offensive line improved. Baker probably is starting for them. But again, it's the injury history, right? Uh, the upside, but then it's second overall. Yeah, like so what's, what's realistic for actually getting Christian McCaffrey? Like you're going to be drafting him, no question, in the top 10. Yeah, so McCaffrey, I have to use my second overall pick on him. And Saquon, I'm using my third round pick on him. Correct. Um, I think... Uh, yeah, so I think I would go... Uh, I would not draft Christian McCaffrey. That they did cut mm-hmm. and say, well, I guess it would be the Your bench. bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's, it's close, but where you're selecting Christian McCaffrey, that's a huge risk mm-hmm. to put the, num- the number two overall pick on. Right. Um, when you have the entire board minus Jonathan Taylor there. So that that's my thought. Yeah, your first, round, your first round pick being a guy who's been missing time pretty significantly over the last year, you'd rather go for something that if you're picking, like let's even say like realistically, like maybe you could get him at, you know, like pick four. You're still passing up on Devontae. You're passing up on mm-hmm. a, a slew of wide receivers. That would be more of a sure thing even though running back is, is a more valuable position early, but uh, injuries is scary. Um, we have it exactly the same. Sneaky, uh, Zeke was running back seven last year. Yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, it, he still gets a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I thought they used him more. I think, you know, we talked about this before the season, um, and, um, you know, I, I would think that they would try to run him to the ground uh, because they are spending a ton of money on them. So use them during these, these contract years. You're going to have to use them. Yeah, if Even though Tony Pollard is definitely a great replacement. If you're able to get Zeke at running back 16, I would I would be over the moon about that one. Saquon, for me, I have a little bit more hope with Saquon, I think, than you do, as we're going to get into, I think, here in our rankings. I think he's a, a physical specimen who's who's had – an issue with injuries, but they've mostly soft tissue injuries. And that's not something that's necessarily predictive. I, I think that we saw him on teams that weren't very good and he looked absolutely dominant. And I think it's possible for him to get that form back. So let's get into our running backs. Top 20 here. Number one, Jonathan Taylor. Number two, Austin Eckler. Number three, Derrick Henry. Number four, Dalvin Cook. Number five, Joe Mixon. Number six, Najee Harris. Number seven, Christian McCaffrey. Number eight, Aaron Jones. Number nine, DeAndre Swift. Number 10, Javante Williams. Number 11, Alvin Kamara. Number 12, Nick Chubb. Number 13, Ezekiel Elliott. Number 14, James Conner. Number 15, Antonio Gibson. 
Number 16, Brees Hall. Number 17, Cam Akers. Number 18, Leonard Fat Fournette. Number 19, Saquon Barkley. And number 20, David Montgomery. So our biggest differences here are um, I had Barkley 11. You have him unranked. Um, I had Montgomery 15. You have him unranked. You have Corderell Patterson 16th. I have him unranked. And then our 20 was uh, both of our teams <laughs> starting running backs. Um, so I would say we probably, you know, we got, you know, 21-22. We've got Et- Etienne and Mostart sitting there. Um, Barkley, you're just – you're kind of already made your case for why you're out on him. Um, so Patterson – Again, I think that this is, for me, this probably just is a little bit of an oversight of trying to go too fast and doing these rankings after after work today. I think he should definitely be in the top 20. I don't know where I would slot him. Um, well, then let's talk about David Montgomery. Yeah, okay, sure. So um, Because, you know, if, if I would say, I, I, let me make the case that you should remove him. Okay. Um, and put in Patterson. Because uh, I think he, in our consensus, he ended up twentieth anyway, right? So, so I think the the problem is, and you know what? While I'm talking, I probably should look up what where Montgomery ended last year. But you just want to know where he is, ended hard on on stats. Yes, he was he was running back twenty. Okay, so they the Bears um, have not improve their offense um it has gotten worse uh, you know they they lost alan robinson and so and they didn't make any other improvements in free agency or the draft to their offensive line to the wide receiving core etc um so i think the problem is is that if you look at that team and you have one person you have one skill position per player that is a risk in everyone else you can just not really worry about you know one-on-one coverages you are going to stack the box uh and basically say you know what justin fields you know good luck uh you have to throw to these guys um, i know it's going to be single coverage but they're not going to have any separation and you're off the line is not going to hold up well and so i just look at that and i see a team that is this not, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a bad offense. You know, as someone that has Justin Fields in a fantasy football league, dynasty fantasy football league, it's not great, um, which is why I had to make a trade to get another replacement because this year is going to be real bad in that Chicago Bears offense. But I know there's bad offenses in the league and someone's going to get fantasy points, but I just think usually, um, it's not one person, one person that stands out above the rest in skill position players, and that's the case with David Montgomery. Yeah, so why I had Montgomery is he really came on at the end of last season. He missed three games and was still able to get into the top 20. Um, no, that's most running backs. I, I don't I don't sure. put much stock in that unless it's like a quarter of the season or more, just because and that's even wide receivers at this point. There's so many games that they're going to miss, you know, one, two, or three games. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of those guys, 
you know, are going to miss games. And so they're still going to, uh, it, it's still, it, it's not like that big of a deal for missing that many games. Anyway. So, and he was also kind of boomer bust in, in the last six games of the season, but his last six games of the season, he had three games over, uh, fifth, over 16 points, one over 20, and then three games under 10 points uh, with not a touchdown in a single game last year. So, again, we were talking about it before, touchdowns aren't super predictive. I feel like what was going on with the Bears last year with Matt Nagy having a lame duck coach, um, needing to move on in a lot of different areas of your team, I, I just see this team being more... What's the right word? Uh, cohesive. Um, having a plan. I, I think that he's clearly, you know, their second, you know, first or second best weapon on their team, and they're gonna and they're gonna use him as such, which is why I had him ranked so high. I don't. I, I put I'm probably putting also a little bit too much value on what he did at the end of the season, but I feel like if you're a coach and you're coming in and you're like, what can we build on to help our young quarterback? It's having a strong run game, and David Montgomery is the clear piece to me there. Um, but yeah, I, Patterson's got to be on this list somewhere. So. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, and I just I don't really know what that Chicago Bears again offense will look like. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in Eberflus, and I just you know, I think that another problem is that they're going to be down uh, often, and so you know, a lot of teams when they're down they abandon the run game. And he had zero receiving touchdowns last year. Well, he had zero touchdowns so, total. Oh wait, no, seven. Whoa, whoa. I, was, no, yeah. I was looking at Patterson. Yeah. If, he, if he was 20th overall with zero touchdowns, that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, um, um, but he was yeah, targeted so they're, they're pretty heavily they're, in the pass game. Right, but no touchdowns. My point being is that, you know, I, I think that, you know, he, he, if he's not utilized there and they're going to be down a lot, they're going to be passing a lot, those touchdowns are – there's a reason why he didn't score a lot of touchdowns last year. They were down a lot last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the games that he at the end of the season were against the Giants and the Seahawks. Those are the games that he did really well. Those were not good teams, and so I, I think I think that's part of my concern. And um, whereas Patterson, again, they, I would say, <laughs> I think they improved their offense. Um, the Falcons, and so I just I just like that situation a little bit better. Sure. Um, I mean, I just I believe I, I'm I think I'm with you. I think we got to put Patterson twenty, just because of the pass catching ability and the offensive creativity. But I just believe in Fields. I think he's going to take a step forward this year and I would rather have fields over Mariota. I don't, I, I would definitely say, you know, but, but yes, but I could see, I see Mariota probably dumping off more. Um, you know what I mean? I, or relying on someone like Patterson um, 
whereas I see Fields being talented enough to where he's looking more downfield. Hmm. All right, let's put Patterson at twenty and let's let's take Montgomery off of there. Um, and then if you like, if you're wanting to have some fun, do as Casey and I did and pick your favorite running back from your favorite team and uh, as your second running back. Don't really care too much about it. Up next, wide receivers. The quick bite here. 2021, Jamar Chase, wide receiver five. 2020, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver six. This is a two-parter. One, will the trend of a first-year wide receiver landing on the top ten continue? And also, part two, which one? No. None of them. <laughs> what about top 20? I'm looking at my top 20, and I don't have a rookie in there. Okay. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? I did these rankings. Sure. Um, and you just have to look at where the wide receivers landed. And I think the bottom line is it would be basically a surprise if anyone – of those rookies leaped into the top 20 fantasy based on their situations. You have Drake London in Atlanta. You have Traylon Burks in Tennessee. You have Chris Olave in New Orleans. Um, you have, you know, I think. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Garrett Wilson. Uh, on that offense, I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then you have like I think potentially the better uh, chance, honestly, um, is those that have a higher ceiling just because the offenses they're going into. Mm. And that's Sky Moore and um, Christian Watson. Yeah. I, so my two that if I were to have to take a flyer on a on a rookie wide receiver as a guy who would make it to the top 20 it's Olave or Sky Moore to me I think Olave will will fit Saints offense was not passing a lot yeah but so unless they're going to really change it I you know I just I don't I don't know if if they get Mike Tom Mike Thomas back too Mm -hmm. I don't know how Chris Olave can hit the top 20 with how you know how infrequently they passed the ball last year um with Jameis Winston in there and well, they also didn't have any wide receivers as part of the reason why they were passing the ball, and they might be missing Alvin Kamara for the for you know six games, possibly maybe as little as four games. But I think it, it will be different, especially with Mike Thomas. I think that helps Olave because he he gets to play on the outside, he gets to be that a smooth route runner on the outside going for deep passes from Jameis who likes to throw the deep ball um, and then having a sure guy like Mike Thomas in, in the middle. I don't think that they passed the ball a lot last year because their wide receivers weren't very good. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it would just be – I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but that's a big leap. So you have to compare that to the other ones around – you know, I think there there might be a chance Burks fills into that spot, and again, just because of frequency, and that they don't have a 
anything else on the wide receiving court until Robert Woods comes back. He might get it. And same thing with Drake London um, because there's no one else to throw to. And again, I, th- there's an improvement at the quarterback position there. Uh, um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep throwing digs at Matt Ryan. And, and but um, you know, like Garrett Wilson, I, I, again, that does no. I mean, I don't I don't yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Burks you know makes me a little nervous. I, like I've tried to not put too much into stock at this point in the year, but a guy who's struggling to get onto the field for like walkthroughs. Because he's, yeah. I mean, again, I didn't have him in my top two in terms something. of the fact that could. I mean, for, uh, let me let me rephrase. I don't think any of them are going to hit the top twenty. I agree, and I don't even think Burks is in the top two of the odds of making yeah. it the top twenty. I, agree. I, I, so it, it, I I'm just saying, like those guys have at least a sliver of a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I have Wilson out there at the bottom. Sure. All right. We both agree there. I think that the trend does end here. So let's get into our top 10 here, our top 20. Number one, Cooper Cup. Number two, Justin Jefferson. Number three, Devontae Adams. Number four, Jamar Chase. Number five, Stephon Diggs. Number six, C.D. Lamb. Number seven, Mike Evans. Number eight, Keenan Allen. Number nine, Tyree Kill. Number 10, Debo Samuel. Wait, I'm doing wide receivers. That is correct. Yeah, he is considered a wide receiver. Cordell Patterson's AJ Brown. Number 12, Deontay Johnson. Number 13, Michael Pittman. Number 14, Terry McLaurin. Number 15, Jalen Waddell. Number 16, DJ Moore. Number 17, Jerry Judy. Number 18, DK Metcalf. Number 19, Allen Robinson. Number 20, Brandon Cooks. Our biggest points of difference, I had T. Higgins at 10. You had him unranked. I had DK Metcalf at 16. You have him unranked. I had Brandon Cooks at 17. You have him unranked. I had Sutton at 20. You have him unranked. Uh, you have Judy at 12, A-Rob at 16, uh, St. Brown at 19, Mike Williams at 20. All of those guys I had unranked. So wide receiver is probably you know, our biggest position uh, of difference here. Which ones of these guys do you want to talk about? Well, yes and no. I would say that um, the top nine were pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Then 10 happened. And so let's talk about T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Because you are saying that he is making a jump of 14 spots from 24th last year to 10th this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so generally, I don't think Jamar Chase is going to necessarily lose much targets. Again, you also had him... Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Top five, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you were saying that offense is just going to have even a larger leap, so uh-huh. large that they're going to have two guys, two wide receivers in the top ten, uh-huh. which is real hard yeah. to do. Are you realizing that now, yeah. or are you laughing? That's something else. I, I, okay. No. I mean, I, I do think it's hard, but I. Part of it is like. I believe in the talent. I believe in, in the offense. I believe that, you know, I, I don't think necessarily that Jamar is going to have less targets, but I do think that there are going to be times when Burrow is going to be taken away from Jamar Chase because I don't, you know, there was that quote from last year um, about Jamar Chase not being, you know, a, a top, whatever wide receiver whatever i don't even remember the exact thing that the coach said but it was like 
are you going to double Jamar Chase like you doubled Devontae Adams? And he was like, no, we're not going to do that. I think last year Jamar Chase has shown that he deserves that kind of respect from defensive coordinators, which is going to give T. Higgins even more chances. And I think what he showed in the playoffs and um, those last couple of games showed that he's a, a very reliable number two and a guy who can kind of take some games over when Jamar is being taken out of the game. Yeah, again, it's, it, I just don't. Um, I just don't see how. I mean, I, I and I don't know the history, but I don't see how that could be possible to have two guys in the top ten, um, and then you also, as a preview, put Joe Burrow at sixth. So that's a jump of two spots for Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. But both his wide receivers are jumping like trying to not put too to- much thought into <laughs> putting the two lists together. I did them all as separate exercises. Okay, I'm just going. I'm, what's going on in this Bengals office? A lot of end arounds for these wide receivers. Um, but um, okay, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's just a. It's I don't, just a matter I don't of, like. I'm not I saying that think- this is where I am predicting that these players are exactly going to end at you know i'm looking at it as a talent and opportunity you know look at looking at a list of 20 wide receivers and where do i think would be where i would expect them to possibly land and do i think this player is better than that player and just putting them there it's not necessarily like let's link all these players together because like obviously like i have uh mixon also at seven and there ain't no way that all those players are going to end in in the top 10 but Mixon's a good player he's going to have some good opportunities but Mixon Burrow and Chase I believe Chase did ended in top 10 last year and so uh you know I think that's that part is likely I just don't see T Higgins also landing there T Higgins you know for you would be the first wide receiver two on your list the next one and only other one on the list would be Jalen Waddle at 18 for you. Um, and again, it's just a matter of just being wide receiver two mm-hmm. and being that high up just seems very unlikely. Um, and so that's my problem with that. You know, and I don't even I don't even care putting in the you know now looking at it. No, I guess we can use Waddle and Gadget plays, but it's I think it's hard for a wide receiver two to be in the top twenty. So um, you having him at ten, I think, is just a little too rich for my taste. Um, you know, I could see him being in the top twenty uh, in our consensus rankings. He is where is he? T. Higgins is. You took him completely out of the list. Okay, that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I would rather have T. Higgins than Michael Pittman. And we have him on our consensus as 13. I want to say T. Higgins. Okay, so I think T. Higgins was actually 14th, and everyone drops down one. Um, I don't know what happened. that I, I dropped him off the list here, but he should be around 14th, which is at least a little bit closer to where mm-hmm. I think um, is appropriate for the range of a wide sure. receiver, too. But again, that's still high. Mm-hmm. That that where the consensus is is still high, and it's just a matter of the fact that I have him unranked is the only reason mm-hmm. he's that low um, because of how high you have. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, it's just a lot. 
but we can move on to someone. Okay, next up, I have DK at 16. You have him unranked. Yeah, it's just a quarterback situation. Uh, I I don't. I mean, you have you got Drew Locke. I can I have to go back to look at how these uh, how the um, Broncos wide receivers did. But you know, Cortland Sutton did to... decent. Uh, Judy it, did. It's like half the year, mm-hmm. you know, because but they the had some he did pretty. He did pretty good. Um, he got hurt. So it, it's it's tough to it's tough to know. It's just a lot of uncertainty, and uh, it's just a huge downgrade at quarterback. Yeah. So for me, Lockett is the guy that's going to uh, be the one that's hurt the most by Drew Lock. I feel like DK Metcalf is the kind of player. He's a, a guy that he's an outside guy. He's a speed guy. He's a jump ball specialist. It, you don't have to be a good quarterback to be able to put it somewhere where DK Metcalf can catch the ball and. So let me ask you this, because that 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 actually can we can compare that to um, the difference that I had Jerry Judy twelfth and you had him unranked and you had Sutton twentieth. Mm-hmm. But historically in the past, Russell Wilson has liked DK Metcalf more than Tyler Lockett. Metcalf has always been above Lockett, and I would compare Metcalf. To Judy. Yeah, see, I would I would compare Metcalf to Cortland Sutton, and I would compare Judy to Tyler Lockett. I think Judy is he's fast, but I definitely think he's more of a a, a route guy. He's more of Cortland Sutton is your straight line outside speed X guy. Like I think Judy is also your other outside guy, but I think Cortland Sutton transfers more to to DK Metcalf to me personally. Okay, then that make that rankings that makes sense if that is your analysis because mm. it's really that guy, right? Who's going to be the DK Metcalf? Who's going to be Tyler Lockett? Right. If you want to make that comparison, which it's easy to do, um, I think that offense can look similar to what Seattle has been running for years mm. um, with Judy and Sutton and um, their running backs. You know, I think that's very, um, very much just going to be a plug and play with Russell Wilson in my mind. I was also being um, a little bit conservative on the wide receivers for the Broncos, just because like, like you're saying, I don't, everything there is new. So I don't know how all of that's going to suss out. Like it, it, it could be Judy, you know, I just don't know. Cause it's a first time head coach, uh, a quarterback with these wide receivers for the first time. Whereas with Seattle, yes, you're changing the most important position. You're changing quarterback but everything else is still remaining the same so I, I feel more comfortable with with that and maintaining where DK Metcalf is than moving all of the Broncos wide receivers around uh, Brandon wow. Cooks I don't have the numbers in front of me but he's been like oh, uh, actually the next biggest difference would be uh, Allen Robinson I had him 16th you had him unranked Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just want everyone to remember how good Allen Robinson was before he had terrible quarterbacks in Chicago, um, and I think he's getting such a substantial upgrade. I understand he has Cooper on the other side. Yeah, I do want but... to remind you of last year the same exact conversation, in which I said I had Cooper Cup significantly higher than Robert Woods, and you were like, "You're a crazy person," and I was like, "This is the kind of wide receiver that Matt Stafford likes." He tends to focus on one wide receiver primarily, and it's going to be Cooper Cup, and it's going to be Cooper Cup again. I think Allen Robinson's a great wide receiver. I would have loved for him to be a Jag. Um, I, yeah. I just don't think 
that the way that Matt Stafford plays, it's a lot of high volume to one wide receiver. Allen Robinson's going to have some good games, but I don't know if he's going to hit that top 20. Yeah, I really, I don't, what I um, was trying to look up, but I think it's going to be impossible for me to find out is where Robert Woods was at the time he was injured. He ended up 51 in wide receivers. Mm -hmm. um, And he played nine games. Let's see game log for. So it's about half. Um, And he had double digits in every single game except for one. So I think Allen Robinson is more talented than Robert Woods. And so, if he's a little bit better than that, that I think I think that would put him in the top twenty, um, based on that double digits every game. I think that average would put him in the top twenty. Yeah, I, what's wrong? I mean, I just kind of. <laughs> I would love for Allen Robinson to finally be freed and get to play with a great quarterback and, and put up those numbers, but. Cam Akers was hurt. Cam Akers is coming back. Um, I I just don't I I don't see that offense supporting two top twenty wide receivers. That is the bear with me here. So I mean, so so Brandon Cooks was twentieth last year, mm-hmm. and he ended up with two hundred and thirty-two points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Woods had. 137. So, yeah, Robert Woods was in the top 20 at the time of his injury. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to spread it out. So, again, I think I think that's 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 basically it. Yeah. Um, the offense is still going to be a heavy pass. Uh, potentially more attention is going to be put on Cooper Cup after last year. Uh, now that a, whole, a team has a whole offseason realizing what Cooper Cup can do to you um, instead of just a week-to-week thing. So that also might lead to more opportunities for Allen Robinson. Next one, uh, Brennan Cooks, I had 17. You have him unranked. It's just opportunity. That team is terrible, and he's the only piece that they have. Yeah, these, these last four are just kind of like, um, again, wide receiver ones. Uh, well, uh-huh. let me rephrase that. Uh, Cooks is wide receiver one. I would say St. Brown is wide receiver one. And after the second half of last year, or maybe last three quarters, I mean, he really stepped it up a notch. If he's if he comes back and he's again wide receiver one, uh, I know he has DJ Chark, uh, but he's also coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I, I think um, there was a good connection between Goff and him. So at least for this year, I see St. Brown being um, that that number one guy there, and then Mike Williams. I just I just like the Chargers offense this year, yep. right? And so uh, I see him sneaking in there at twenty. But it, it, these were—it's really nickel and diamond. I mean, yeah. it, it could be only a few points that separate them. Basically, take one of these top ten wide receivers in the first round, uh, first two rounds, and then kind of pick your flavor after that. Yeah. Quarterback. Quick bite. Herbert. QB. QB two. Twenty twenty one. Kyler Murray. QB two. Twenty twenty. Lamar Jackson. QB one. 2019 Patrick Mahomes QB1 2018 all of these guys this was their second year in the league 
which second year quarterback is most likely to land in the top 10. Wow. That's, that's a hell of a streak. Yep. Um, which second year quarterback? Boy. The streak's going to end. But which one would be your most likely? You're going to take a flyer. You're going to take a chance on a quarterback late in the draft. It's going to be a second year guy with what you think is it's the most likely guy to land in the top 10. You want to go on the count of three? They're going to be different. Okay. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Trey Lance. Lance. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Agree. It's really close between Lance and Lawrence. I think oh, Lance, Lawrence has enough. It's Lance enough and Wilson or, and Jones for me. I'll say, if you say Zach Wilson, no. I'm turning the pot off and we're done. Lance and Jones. <laughs> Sorry, the official group is over. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see Mac Jones. I think there's a lot of questions on offense there. They didn't mm-hmm. really add much besides Devontae Parker, so and he's going to be out half the year, guaranteed. They're just so, a smart team. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, you know, he's going to be guaranteed points, but the lost McDaniels, it's a, it, I don't know. It, there's but a chance they can take Parker. Uh, but Trey Lance, I, I, he's got to make a leap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these off-season videos have to be accurate. <laughs> uh, but um, but no, I, I think that he obviously has the most talent around him. Mm. I mean, and uh, he can use his legs, which helps fantasy-wise. And it's just a matter of, you know, those couple – and, you know, I think that that is more likely – they need to freaking trade Jimmy G to get that up. It's got to be clear-cut, no one behind him. It's got to be his team. Agreed. They need Agreed. To, they, uh, that came out today, right? That he they granted him a trade, which I was like, didn't it have, happen two months ago? Am I losing my mind yeah. here? But uh, isn't this been a couple of knowledge that he was going to be traded? But anyway, that needs to be his team. They need to be one person, right? Not last year was back and forth shit. And, um, you know, if he makes a huge leap, you know, because he was a raw talent, we're giving him another offseason. Uh, you know, that that is really the only guy. Uh, that's, I would say, the best chance of getting very similar to the Patrick Mahomes route. I mean, not going to be the same way that he's going to put up the stats, but Patrick Mahomes didn't play for the first year. That's kind of the path that I see for Trey Lance to kind of pop up into the second year and, and be in, in the top 10. But our rankings for quarterback is as follows. Number one, Josh Allen. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Justin Herbert. Number four, Lamar Jackson. Number five, Joe Burrow. Number six, Matthew Stafford. Number seven, Kyler Murray. Number eight, the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hurts. Number nine, <laughs> Tom Brady. Number 10, Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm trying to look here. So our biggest differences would be Brady. You had six. I had unranked. Um, and then Zach, or Zach, wow, I did it again. Russell Wilson, seven, and you had him unranked. Those are our, our two biggest differences. Yes. Um, let's talk about. Well, let's talk about Tom Brady. Yeah, Brady's eleven for me. He uh, he was actually on my list, and then I was like, oh shit, I forgot about Matthew Stafford. And when I put him on there, he just fell off. <laughs> but he is literally quarterback eleven for me. Yeah. So if, you know, for him, why I had him six is because he was third last year. Yeah. And if you don't think he'll be in the top ten again this year, you're crazy. <laughs> Um, he just—he's a man that will never die. I understand he—they're not going to have Godwin for mm. uh, you know whatever long. They won't have Gronk. Uh, 
Yeah, they won't have Gronk. Leonard Fournette uh, weighs 387 if, pounds. If you look at, again, if you look at those wide receiver cores and whatever else in those years, you know, a lot of times it was just one guy that they had. Mm. Um, and, and then he made a name of these other guys. And, I mean, they still have Mike Evans, right? And they, they, they still have talent there. And I think that ultimately um, it's not going to matter because uh, in Fournette – you know, we'll see what happens there. It's still, I would say, it's still early, a month and a half. Maybe he can lose the weight. I don't know. Uh, he's he's uh, in Florida. He can he can get all that weight down. Yeah, sweater. It's just Brady. I, you, I, I, again, you you can't go against him until you know until he shows that he's going to fail, which is never the case. Yeah, there's just uh, so many quarterbacks that I like that he just fell out of the top 10. Um, How was he third last year? That's my, yeah, this is my mind blowing. He looked incredible. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I think probably the biggest argument would be to take Russell Wilson out for of my list and put Brady in. But I just think, you know, you get the running with Russ. I, I do think that they are in a tough division, which is one of the reasons why I put him in is because they're going to be, having to put up a lot of points to keep up with a lot of the teams in their division. The Bucks, I feel like, can pretty much cruise to an NFC South title. It's not going to be necessarily that difficult for them. Um, I think they're a real-world good football team. I just don't think that they're going to have to throw the ball that much to win football games, whereas – the Broncos are going to have to play the Chiefs twice. They're going to have to play the Chargers twice. They're going to have to play the Raiders twice. All, all of those teams, all, I, I would put up as, you know, the best team in the NFC South other than and other than the Bucks. So I just, I feel like the Bucks have such an easy path to the playoffs where they're going to, you know, be done with games at halftime. With, with the teams that they're playing against. I mean, I just don't, I don't see that big of a difference between this year and last year to where it's not going to happen again. I mean, again, he finished third. Sure. So, um, and that NFC South last year, also that. So, it, it's, so it, you know, I don't know. It's, again, you can't count against this one. You can't go against him yet. Um, so, I think that's kind of pretty much it, right? We want to just do one quarterback in the most important position of football. You want to cover one well, guy. I mean, we, we pretty much hit them all real close. I mean, Dak Prescott, I had nine. You have him unranked. Like, that's not really much to talk about. Yeah, he lost Amari Cooper, um, and he's always an injury risk for me. Russ, I kind of already made, made my argument. They're in a very hard division. They're going to have to be playing, uh, scoring a lot of points to try and keep up with, you know, the Chiefs and, and the Chargers. Also, injury concern. Uh, he's only been hurt one time, and it was his finger. I'm not super concerned about Russell Wilson's injury <laughs> history. Um, Kyler Murray, I guess that would that that's kind of a bigger one. Yeah, talk about Kyler. Uh, I have him nine. You have him, or I have him five. You have him nine. I imagine yours is mostly injury related, and mine Mr. is mostly QB purgatory himself. Mine is mostly talent, <laughs> talent related. Uh, you know. It's a Kirk for Hollywood Brown swap, but he's also Upgrade. losing Hopkins 
for he's also losing Hopkins for yeah. what six games, um, and he lost Chase Edmonds as well. They didn't improve anything else. Uh, so on offense, so I think that that's my concern. Uh, you say upgrade. I don't know. Hollywood Brown dropped a lot of Side balls grade. last year. Uh, yeah, I, I I see them pretty similar, and they're losing Hopkins for six games. So that that I think that's ultimately it. Um, and again, Kyler Murray has that injury risk. Uh, he's still top ten because of his ceiling, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but he hasn't played you know a full year. Yeah, and but his injuries are normally pretty late, so like he'll be able to play a couple of games with Hopkins when Hopkins gets back. Uh, it's just a, run, it's just a running a lot. That's a bad thing. The fact that his injuries are late is because he'll have less games with Hopkins, right? A lot you can of, three or four up in the year. you know, your argumentation of what I should have believed last year is Jalen Hurts' running ability. I think Kyler is a better runner of the football than Jalen Hurts. So there's just no world in which I'm going to rank Jalen Hurts above Kyler Murray. Like, I, I understand the injury risk. I understand that it's something that he's – had to deal with because he's he's a small um he's he's a small but you know he could play the whole season and then the the ceiling is the ceiling is pretty high do you know where kyler murray ended last year i don't he was 11th he missed three games Mm -hmm. and he had one really really bad game the, the chicago game Yeah, the, he had and, 30 points against Chicago, so that, that can't be it. He had, like, uh, three fumbles in that game. It was a bad game. Fumbles are, fumbles are minus two. <laughs> um, so so I, I think that, uh, again, the problem is you can just you can write in pen. But he was also, he was also not running for a lot of those games when he was still playing with the injury. Um, he was pretty consistent all year on runs. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I think I think that um, again, you could you could you could write. He's gonna miss a few games, and that wide receiving core is getting worse. So I think that's the bottom line. He, he was 11 last year. These other uh, guys, you know, above him, I don't see dropping out except for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and yeah, there was you got guys below him, you know, like Lamar Jackson, like Russell Wilson, who are just more likely to, and like the, even Derek Carr, more likely to jump ahead of them just because of the improvements. You look at the stats. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at three, the three-game stretch where he was hurt, where he ran for one yard, six yards, and ten yards. So they're not all pretty much the same. He has a 59, a 61, a 74, and a 44, and a 35 going into the end of the year after the bye, after he got healthy. Like, he has one game where he didn't rush for over 35 yards when he came back from the bye week. And the ankle was not bothering him anymore. So, I mean, agree to disagree. You know that the average... um, Right, like 10 attempts for 59 yards a lot of really sucks. um the the um <clears throat> the average draft position for trey lance this year on a redraft is 11th 
So I guess people are buying into that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I would not. I, I might not do that. Trevor Lawrence, 14. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Are you got anything else? No, how many more pods do you think until uh, we got this? We got football. Oh, math is impossible to me. One? Two? Till preseason football. When's the Hall of Fame game? August 9th. I don't know. <laughs> Said something like that. My team's playing in it, but I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you know, football will be happening. We'll be, we'll be back to once a week soon on august 4th well my point is in terms of pods four and a nine are going, very similar looking you're doing a great job there's going to be one pod before football nice that's exciting stuff that's great Woo. so we will be back in two-ish weeks with our way too early playoff prediction show don't forget to rate and subscribe on apple Podcasts. first if you'd be so kind you can find and follow us at surfer and our official turf all one word on Twitter. You can also email us at the same thing, surfandartificialturf at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all next week on the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. You know who's not in the top 10? Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>